Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome Brad to New York. Paul. This is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! Man, that last game really sucked. But what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your New Jersey Devils. I know it's been about two weeks since last time you heard my lovely voice or have seen me here on YouTube. Um... So I do apologize for that. Was a little bit under the weather. Um, so finally starting to feel like 100% again. Uh, so I do, as always, appreciate the patience. And as always, I want to say thank you to everybody for taking time out of your day to check this episode out and all the episodes that I post. You already know that I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And as always, shout out to our sponsors. As you can see uh, down below, we have SeatGeek. Use my promo code DEVILSTATEOFMIND to get $20 off your first purchase when you sign up at SeatGeek for any sporting or concert event of your choice. You already know about DraftKings Sportsbook using our promo code THPN when you sign up. And with so many really big time sporting events going on, huge opportunities to get in on all of the cash prizes. And also shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley, the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils, as well as the official wine sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And when you use my promo code at checkout, Devil State, you get 10% off your orders of some really great tasting wine with some really cool uh, Devil's Custom logos. It's very, very cool. I highly recommend you go check it out. So shout out to all of our sponsors, as always, for sponsoring not only the Hockey Podcast Network, but of course, the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So here is how today's episode is going to go down. So we'll quickly recap the uh, first two games of this homestand, the Sunday uh, night game, a 5-1 to loss to the Anaheim Ducks, and then the frustrating 3-2 to overtime loss uh, on Tuesday night at home against the Flyers. And I have a little bit of a rant that I'm going to uh, uh, basically bring up. And I'm just going to say off the bat, it may sound a bit controversial to some. So just fair warning here. Um, we're also going to talk about Timo Meyer. I really want to talk about him and talk about his struggles a little bit. I think it's important um, 
to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that and kind of go from there. We're also going to be looking at, well, really, we're going to be giving you guys the reality of where Dougie Hamilton is because we did get some news about his uh, timeline and everything like that. And lastly, we have some leaks for what potentially the Stadium Series jersey design might look like. Not the jersey itself, but kind of the idea as to what um, you know, what type of design we're going to get. Um, so yeah, as always, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. And we'll get rolling and drop the puck with some news that I want to share with you that involves the Devil's State of Mind podcast. I posted it on all of our social media platforms yesterday on Tuesday the 19th. But I'm going to share with share it with you here on the podcast, and that is the Devil's State of Mind podcast is up is a finalist for best hockey podcast on the Sports Podcast Awards. As you can see, all the way down here, you can vote, which I would really, really appreciate if you can go vote the Devil's State of Mind podcast for best hockey podcast. That would mean a lot. You have until the end of January to vote. So make sure you guys are voting. I would recommend that you vote via your laptop. That makes it a lot easier. They're working on the mobile version of the website, but to make it a lot more quick and a lot more just getting it done and voting as much as possible, I would recommend using your laptop or your computer. Anything like that will go a long way. So yeah, I'm incredibly honored and thankful to the sports podcasting group for making me a finalist and uh, very curious to see where we end up. Win or lose, I'm just thankful for just the opportunity uh, to be a part of this and be a part of the, the finalist group. Um, shout out to Marty's Illegal Stick as well. Those guys covering not only Utica Comets hockey, but also just minor league hockey in general. Love hanging out with those guys. And I also want to shout out our good friends at THPN Sticks in the Six podcast, which covers the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. They are a finalist also, so make sure you vote for them as well. But of course, make sure to vote for the Devil's State of Mind podcast to be awarded the best hockey podcast out there. I would really, really appreciate it. I'll leave a link as well in um, the description here on YouTube. But I just kind of, I wanted to start with that. I wanted to thank everybody who's already told me that they voted. I really, really do appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And uh, again, you have until the end of January to vote. So make sure you vote, share with your family and friends, get them to vote as well. So we've gotten that out of the way, wanted to drop that in right away. Let's get into our topics for this episode. And we will start with talking about the previous two games for the New Jersey Devils. And we'll start going back on Sunday, the 17th Devils starting their homestand against the lonely Anaheim Ducks, who currently are in dead last in the Pacific Division. And you were hoping, with it being the second of a back-to-back after a pretty good win on Saturday, a 6-3 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets, you were hoping that the Devils could find a way to finally win both games of a back-to-back. That did not happen, as the Devils not only lost, but got absolutely blown out, as they dropped this one at the Rock 5-1 to the Anaheim Ducks. And the reason that I bring up our good buddy, Uncle Rico, former New Jersey Devil, Adam Enrique, is because Adam Enrique had not one, not two, but three goals in this game for his first career hat trick. He never had one as a Devil. 
and he didn't have one with the Ducks until now. And of course, it had to happen in New Jersey, back where it all started for him against the New Jersey Devils. It's happened to be, and of course, the hat trick goal was an empty netter that was also a shorthanded goal. So a lot of conflicting things there. So the Devils, quite frankly, didn't play well in the last 40 minutes. First 20 minutes, they came out flying. But John Gibson, who is obviously been in a lot of talks for rumors, particularly involving the New Jersey Devils, he actually ended up not playing in the third period because he was sick. That was random. If that was John Gibson sick, what is John Gibson when he's healthy? Am I right? I mean, he had made some great saves in this game, especially in that first period, to really frustrate the Devils. Um, they were able to cut it to 2-1, to one, the Devils were, on a really nice goal from Michael McLeod, but that was about as close as they got, and they got dominated the rest of the way and ultimately lost this one 5-1. Another game that the Devils kick away against a team towards the bottom of the NHL and at home. So you think about it. Losing to Columbus, losing to San Jose, and now you've lost to Anaheim. And you don't want to go into a panic, but you also don't want to be in the position where at the end of the year when they're fighting for a playoff spot, maybe they don't get in because of a point or two and you look back to games like that at home, mind you, that ultimately is their downfall. I still think the Devils are going to definitely make the playoffs, but I want to be clear. If they don't, I'm going to look back at these games several months from now and say, should have gotten those wins, especially when you're on home ice. So another bad loss to another bad team. And I don't want to be disrespectful to the Anaheim Ducks, but quite frankly, they are not a good hockey team. Not a good hockey team. They are a rebuilding team. You know that they have some guys like Adam Henrique, like John Gibson, that very well could be on the move either before or at the NHL trade deadline in a couple months. But again, it's just unacceptable. Regardless of the situation, it is unacceptable to lose games like that and not only lose it, but get blown out. That's the worst part. Then one thing if they lost 2-1 to one and John Gibson just stood on his head. It's another thing to lose 5-1 to one and make it look like you weren't even trying. And I think that's the frustrating thing. So overall, a bad loss and continuing to struggle on back-to-backs. Devils have the most back-to-backs in the NHL. Um, and I don't want to make excuses, but they have to start finding ways to win both of them. They have to find a way. Um, just plain and simple. Akira Schmid, he was he was okay, but that I think it was the fourth goal, if I remember correctly, the third or fourth goal. It's a soft one over his glove. He's he's had a bad glove. And yeah, it was just not a good game overall for the Devils. So they dropped that one, uh, five to one at home to Anaheim. And then we move. 48 hours later, again at home, this time against the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, the Flyers have been one of the more intriguing stores in the NHL, currently in second place in the Metropolitan Division, continuing to play really well under John Tortorella's system. But the Devils had won the first meeting between these two teams in overtime, thanks to a Luke Hughes uh, goal in overtime. And so you were hoping the Devils would have some confidence going into this one. Carter Hart did not play in this game. Sean Emerson ended up getting the start for the Flyers. And, you know, you were hoping that the Devils would find a way to bounce back. They did not do that. As a matter of fact, let me be actually accurate. Everyone except maybe Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer played well in this game. 
And Jack Hughes in particular had the ability to single-handedly lose the Devils this game as they ended up losing this one in overtime thanks to an Owen Tippett goal late in overtime. They lose this one 3-2. They drop a massive point at home to their Metropolitan Division rivals. Now, this is also the last matchup before the Stadium Series game. So the next time we will see the Devils and Flyers play, it will be outdoors. At MetLife Stadium, you already know that your boy will be at that game. I know a lot of other people that will be at that game as well. Really looking forward to all of that. And we will obviously talk about that in more detail as we get closer. We will talk about the stadium series um, to some extent a little bit later on in the episode. But yeah, it the, the team played well overall. But... Jack Hughes had by far the worst game of the entire season for him, despite getting the secondary assist on the Jesper Bratt power play goal, which gave the Devils a 2-1 lead. Ryan Pooling ended up scoring two of the three goals for the Flyers. He came into the game with two goals and left with two more. So now he's got four on the year. I have to be honest and say, I think Vitek Vanacek played pretty well in this game. I don't blame him for why we lost this game. I think overall, he gave the Devils a really, really good chance, made some really good saves, particularly in the third period, to keep the Flyers from taking the lead, and it ended up going overtime. And Jack Hughes, doing too goddamn much, was trying to get around a defender, ended up turning over the puck, Owen Tippett intercepts it, snipes it, Far side pass, Vanacek and the Flyers win the game in overtime. And I just want to point this out. For everyone, and I get it, Jack Hughes is our star player. He is one of the best players in this in the game, in the, in the NHL. But he needs to be held more accountable. He is doing way too much right now. He is overdoing it. He's trying to do everything himself. He is not trying to get his teammates more involved. You can see it as much as you don't want to agree with me and you don't want to, you know, admit it. The reality is, is that he has made a lot of boneheaded decisions over the last couple of games. I don't know why he's overdoing it. Maybe he feels some sort of pressure because the team is struggling Whatever the case may be, the reality is, is that Jack Hughes needs to go back to simplifying his game, getting other people involved. He has to learn from these mistakes because two of the three goals were his fucking fault and his fucking fault alone. Nobody else screwed up in that situation. The first one, Jack Hughes is trying to get a breakout pass out of the zone. He passes it right to the slot and no one is there other than Flyers players. It was a boneheaded, stupid, rookie mistake coming from a kid who has been in the league for several years now. So it just pissed me off because the Devils in many ways deserve to win that game. And Jack Hughes, of all people, was the one that kicked it away. Now, hopefully... Tomorrow, against the Oilers and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, knowing how things went the week before when we got our ass handed to us in Edmonton, hopefully the Devils can bounce back. And hopefully Jack Hughes can find a way to not make stupid plays like that and try to do everything himself. We need to get back to a team game or we're not going to win a lot of games moving forward. So my thing is more of a plea to Jack. 
Stop overdoing it. Stop making stupid passes. Stop flinging it and just hoping that someone's there. Make crisp passes. Look. Use your eyes. Use your speed. You're a dominant player. Act like it. Act like it, but also get other guys involved. You have that great passing ability and setup ability. Use it. And also be a little bit more aggressive at shooting the puck, please, as well. So I just wanted to say that that was the thing that frustrated me the most about it is because it was, of all people, Jack Hughes shooting the team in the foot twice and ultimately shot them in the foot enough to lose them the game. So with that loss, again, another loss at home. The Devils continue to struggle at the Prudential Center. They are now 16-12-2 on the year, 34 points. Currently, at the time of this recording, tied for fifth in the Metro with the Washington Capitals, although that result that uh, that might change depending on the Capitals game against the Islanders going on right now. But they're also only four points out of the top three in the Metro. Like, they're still in a fine shape, but... We need to start seeing them playing better. We need to start seeing it. They've won six, uh, they've won seven of their last 11 games, which is great, but they're kicking away the easy ones. They're kicking them away. And now you've got a tough matchup against Edmonton, and you've got to come out flying, and you've got to play well. It's unacceptable. You got two games before the Christmas break. You got Edmonton, and then you got Detroit on Saturday. Got to figure it out. Got to play better. So. That's the way I wanted to look at it. So with that being said, you know, we get through the, the recaps a little longer than I would have liked. I want to talk a little bit about Timo Meyer because he is the topic of a lot of people's discussions for weeks now, regardless of the situation, regardless of anything. Um, Timo Meyer has struggled. He struggled at times last year. Um, he struggled a lot in the playoffs and he was starting to get his game going and then got hurt and has struggled ever since coming back. Now, let me take you back a little bit, a little flashback here for everybody. Go back to mid-November, so a little more than a month ago. Timo Meyer got hurt in a 6-3 loss that the Devils suffered in Winnipeg against the Jets. At that time, he had scored a goal in that game, mind you. Um, he was on a three-game goal streak and was one of the players who was stepping up while Jack Hughes and Nico Kiescher were also out at the time with injuries. And so after that game, Timo Meyer would miss the next seven games with a lower body injury. I We still don't really have a good idea as to what exactly is bugging him. He ended up returning on December 1st against the San Jose Sharks, his first game against the Sharks since being traded last uh, trade deadline. And in that, ironically, 6-3 to three loss as well at home to the San Jose Sharks, Timo Meyer has not looked good at all. As a matter of fact, he looks terrible. And I will tell you why. He is fucking hurt. And I don't know how much clearer I can be about that. I know that people want to bitch about the eight-year, $70.4 million contract that we signed him to it at the beginning of the year instead of going after and maybe bringing back a Ryan Graves or even attempting to try to bring back a Damon Severson, whatever you want to say. I get it. But he was actually heating up and playing very well before he got hurt. He gets hurt. 
He comes back. Guess what? Hasn't been the same. Not only that, he has not even registered a point. He has no goals and no points in nine games since he returned. That is an issue from a guy that is supposed to be one of our top scorers on that top six. He has struggled to get any sort of chemistry going with lines. All 11 of his points, I should mention, have come from playing with Jack Hughes and uh, Tyler Toffoli. But even then, Timo's not playing well. And this should be a good point to mention that Lindy Ruff, prior to the loss against the Flyers, admitted that Timo Meyer is dealing with an injury. It is the injury that he suffered. It is what is having him struggle. So he is clearly playing through pain. And yes, everybody in the NHL, to some degree or another, is playing through pain. I get it. But clearly, Timo not Meyer needs to sit down. He needs to rest. He need. I don't. I'm not saying go on IR, but he needs to sit down for a while because he is not contributing at all. It would be one thing if he had a couple points here and there. He hasn't put up any points, and he's had some chances, but hasn't converted. But also at times, he's not looking like he's being aggressive at all. So for me, he needs to rest. He needs to recover to some extent, especially because if he keeps doing this, he could make the injury even worse. And then maybe he's out for a long period of time later in the year, or even dare I say going into next season. We don't know what this is. He might've hurt. He might've torn something in his leg and is just trying to play through it. We, we don't know. So the bottom line is this, everybody needs to, and I quote, chill the fuck out. Because as much as it sucks that Timo is not playing well, the reality is is that the man is playing fucking hurt. So give him a little bit of sympathy here. A little bit. You try being in his position. I'm not going to try to be a Timo Meyer homer or anything. I'm trying to be fair to the man. Clearly, he is playing through pain. Clearly, it's a struggle for him. And that's where we we are at right now. I would love to see Timo Meyer sit for a while and rest because he's not really contributing to the cause right now. So are we really missing him? And he needs to get better to some degree. So I just wanted to bring that up and talk about Timo because I know it's been very frustrating to everybody. So I wanted to talk about that. And while we're on the topic of injuries, because, you know, the devil's season has been marked by injuries, we got... Not an official, but we got pretty much an update as to what is eventually going to be announced at some point, probably in the near future. And that is the timeline for Dougie Hamilton. Pierre Lebrun of TSN and also The Athletic, he said, according to uh, his own report, is expected to be out until at least the Stanley Cup playoffs into April, potentially even into May. Earlier this month, if you remember, it was actually December 1st uh, when the Devils were getting ready to play the Sharks. The Devils announced that Hamilton's injury is a torn left pectoral muscle and will keep him out indefinitely. That's why Simo, uh, Simo Nemitz has you know got called up and has been playing with the team ever since. He had five goals and 11 assists for 16 points in 22 games prior to him getting hurt. Uh, he leads all Devils defensemen in all of those categories, and he hasn't played since the Devils' uh, four-goal comeback in that 5-4 to four overtime win on November 28th against the Islanders, which he got hurt in the middle of that game. None of us 
can point to a time when he got hurt or anything like that. And so he's been out ever since, and he is on the verge of being put on long-term IR. He's been he's on regular injured reserve, but putting him on long-term IR is something that we've talked about before, and that makes a lot of sense because number one, if he's out to the playoffs, that's long-term, right? That's four or five months from now. The other thing, and the more important thing, is from a cap perspective. If he is to be put on long-term IR, the team will end up getting an extra $9 million in cap space that could potentially be used to add you know, a goaltender, maybe a stay-at-home defenseman as well, just to give the Devils some leeway. They have a little less than a million dollars in cap space. Adding on, and then you add on that $9 million, you're pushing nearly $10 million in cap space, which is very important. It would give the Devils some space to make some moves. And then if potentially Tomas Nosik has to go on long-term IR, because we don't have a timeline for him either, that's another couple million dollars. And then all of a sudden, they have a lot of money to make moves to do what they have to do. And I'm sure that Tom Fitzgerald is looking at that. And I think most likely within the next couple of days, we're probably going to get an official word from the team, um, at least just from the team's social media, just telling us that he's going to be out um, on long-term IR. So that's kind of the update that we have for um, Dougie Hamilton. Again, the Devils haven't announced it, but again, Pierre Lebrun, we already know, very reliable source. He, you know, it's 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 pretty much a guarantee that he's going there. So, kind of something that we all expected, and now we're just kind of waiting for the official official word of Dougie Hamilton going to be put on long term IR, and he will be out until at least April into May in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, big loss for the Devils. Big loss for the Devils from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, Dougie Hamilton was struggling, um, but. We would love to get him back, especially to help us on the power play and the offense in general. Um, but just a lot of unfortunate situations going on, particularly with injuries. And hopefully Dougie Hamilton can get back as soon as possible. But it's maybe a blessing in disguise, as I just mentioned, when it comes to the salary cap. So, yeah, Dougie Hamilton's going to be uh, eventually put on long-term IR with that torn uh, uh, left pectoral muscle. He got surgery on it and the recovery is going to be for quite some time. So we, uh, again, we wish Dougie Hamilton a speedy recovery and we'll see how the devils play, play about it, um, over the course of the rest of this regular season. So the last thing I wanted to chat with you guys, kind of a cool thing is we have some stadium series leaks. And what do I mean by that? There is a consistent design that has been shown around the Devils team store. That is that it, that we are starting to get confirmation that that is the design and color and logo that the Devils are probably going to use. We have not seen a leaked jersey yet. Uh, according to Tom Fitzgerald, he has seen the jersey, so they already have it ready. I would say within the month, within this next thirty days, we're going to know. Uh, we're going to we're going to get announced because again, we are. Uh, we are just under two months away from uh, from it. And uh, we should also mention that the Jonas Brothers are going to be the pregame concert for 30 minutes. I get it from a marketing standpoint. It, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Um, be interesting. I will... I, I can make the joke that says I went to a hockey game and a Jonas Brothers concert broke out. So it's going to be really interesting. But back to the Stadium Series Leagues. I have three 
that I want to show you. They're all the same color and logo, but just different things. Now, if you have, if you don't follow this person on Twitter, I highly recommend you do Aesthetics, I-C-E-T-H-E-T-I-C-S. Really good job of, you know, he gets a lot of, you know, very, very concrete information, shows us a lot of leaks. A lot of people send him stuff and he can confirm or deny a lot of these things. So the first thing I want to show you is this, and that is this sweatshirt that we see right here. And if you're on YouTube, you can see it. It's a nice red sweatshirt with just a black devil's logo without the circle around it. So it's just that solid black NJ logo, which is something that a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us have pushed and wanted to see and wanted to see the devils use. They use it a lot for other things. And I think maybe it's, it's looking like that they are finally going to use it on a Jersey. Now, uh, Sean Devils Holic V1, he posted this a couple days ago. This is probably a hint of what the Stadium Series jersey will look like. And then Aesthetics actually quoted this tweet and said, This matches the scarf I've already been told goes with the NHL Stadium Series. Still doesn't give us much in the way of jersey details, but we do have a clear direction. So, that's a good thing to keep in mind. So that was kind of the first thing that I saw, or not the first thing, but that was kind of the, the most recent thing that we saw. And he mentioned in the tweet, he mentioned the scarf. Well, if you look right here, there's a scarf that is a red scarf with just the NJ logo as well. And Aesthetics actually got this picture and tweeted this he tweeted this actually back on December 6th, so two weeks ago. Might have our first NHL Stadium Series tip. Merch on sale at the Devils Team Store aligns with what I'm hearing about their upcoming outdoor jersey. Red jersey with a huge black Devils silhouette. No circle, possibly no white on the jersey at all. So a all red and black jersey, something that we've really, really, really have wanted. Now, the last one that I want to show you comes from... Uh, a fan of the podcast who has actually been on the podcast for Tyler Blazinski, who a lot of people know him on Twitter, Poppy Blaze on Twitter, a uh, great guy. He actually posted this picture earlier today. Well, really like late last night, 1.30 a.m. on December 20th. Uh, so this, he got it at the game. And that is this hat, this red hat with, again, just the devil's black silhouette without the circle again staying consistent and he says i bought this devil's hat at the den tonight hadn't seen it before so i'm thinking this is another not so subtle hint that this will be the stadium series look so when you look at this it's pretty clear that there is a consistent thing going on and i don't think it's a coincidence that they're just doing this that they are just you know you know, putting these out here just as a cool little thing. I think that they are starting to slowly sell that merch. And eventually that jersey is going to come out. We're going to see it. It's going to probably be consistent with what we've been seeing and what you just saw from those three, not really leaks. You can see if you the next Devils game you go to, go look in the team store. It's right there. It's clearly right there. So the bottom line is that we have a consistent idea as to what it's going to look like. A lot of people have been putting uh, their designs out there, including my guy, Artie Kirill, Ace Concepts on Twitter, who does all my game day posts. Great guy. He put out one as well. A lot of people have been putting them out. 
Really, really excited to see what it ends up being. We all hope that it comes out the way that we're hoping. This is the last year of Adidas, so we'll see if they try to go out with a bang or they try to give a big middle finger to the NHL since they'll no longer be providing the jerseys. So we shall see. But on that note, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us on this episode of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. As always, thank you guys for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. Really do appreciate it. While you're here, make sure to leave a like on the podcast episode here on YouTube. Subscribe and hit that notification bell to get notified every time a new episode comes up here on YouTube. We also are available wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, all of that good stuff. And if you're on Apple or Spotify, do me a favor and leave a five-star rating. Helps out the podcast tremendously. And again, make sure to go to the Sports Podcast Awards. Go to the Best Hockey Podcast section and vote for the Devil's State of Mind podcast to become the best hockey podcast in that voting. So really would appreciate it. Again, I'll leave a link to the voting in the uh, in the description below. I'll share it again on all social media. Speaking of social media, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Devil State of Mind. We're also on Instagram at Devil State of Mind. And give us a follow on Twitter as well. Nope, not calling it the other thing. At Devil State. Really do appreciate it. Nearly at 2,500 followers on Twitter. And we are almost at 2,000 followers on Instagram. Less than 100 away. So make sure you guys are following on all of those. Really do appreciate it. But again... Thank you all so much for checking out this episode of the Devil State of Mind podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the awesome people that you are. And as I always say at the end of every episode, make sure to rock on.